All right. Welcome, everyone, to Hired the Podcast. I've got Adrian Williams here right now from Miller Resource Group, uh, Director of Recruitment and Business Development in the HVAC uh, Building Automation and Energy Management uh, sector. Adrian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Travis. Great. Uh, my pleasure, sir. Uh, Adrian has been one of the most successful uh, recruiters in MRI Network over the past couple of years. And Adrian, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. No, no problem. I've been with the, been in the recruiting industry for the last five and a half years. Um, as you mentioned, my focus is in the energy management, uh, building automation, HVAC side of things, really helping companies find the best people and also helping people find the right company. So you have been incredibly successful over the past, the past couple of years. I mean, just tip of the top of recruitment industry professionals. Thank you. How you doing it, bud? What do you think you're doing to have so much success? Good question. I, I guess first, I learned a lot, right, from the resource group. I really have learned a lot coming on board, but... The biggest thing for me, I think it's listening. I truly believe it's listening. And when I say listening, listening to the clients tell me the type of individual they're looking to help them take their company to new heights, right? That's going to help them benefit them in their current situation and beyond. But on the flip side of that, it's listening to the candidate as well. Listening to them tell me, what they're looking for, why they're interested to make a change, where they're looking to go. I mean, what's big to them? And, and, and from that, I'm able to build a strong relationship, which builds trust, in my opinion, right? It builds trust, and they see that we're truly there. We're there for them. We actually can become a valued asset to them. And we're, not, we're not there just to try to be, um, you know, just someone that's there to make a buck. We're, we're there because we actually care about what we do. Yeah, well, it's, you got to find the customers, the, the companies that, that value that listening skill, I think. And because, and I hate to say it, Adrian, but I think a lot of talent acquisition programs are broken. And so they're, all they're trying to do is match a resume to a job description and make sure those buckets align, use applicant tracking systems to knock out people that aren't qualified. And so if you're working with a company like that, I would guess that the ability to listen doesn't really matter that much because all you got to do is you get a rec, here's a job description, plug it into LinkedIn, plug it into your, your ATS, see what spits out, ones that come back to you, send them on over and that customer is as happy as they're going to be getting resumes that match a job description. But I think to what you're saying is that if you find the companies that value your ability to really listen and ask the right questions and try and understand and then go out and take your new knowledge, your understanding and uncover the people that have the potential to achieve what you heard the customer say, that is an incredibly valuable skill to people and companies that understand that value. 
You know, I, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think the reason adding to that, we're now on their level. We now, they allow us to be a part of that. They're t- opening up to us and, and sharing with us the type of individual that can help them get to where they want to be, right? So me, us, I don't just want to know about the type of individual they want. I want to know why, right? That's important. Why do you want this person? What is this person going to truly do for you? But even on the flip side, I'm asking the individuals, you're looking for this type of role. Why? What is it going to do for you? What drives you at it? And I think that's what sets recruiting companies apart from other ATS firms, right? Just companies to where, you know, will submit resumes to you because you're not going to get um, that knowledge. You're really not going to understand someone, why they're making the decisions they're making. All you're really going to see is if they have the right skill set. But what comes from that is mishires. You, I mean, I hear it all the time from my clients that maybe they've brought someone on and they had the right skill set, but all of a sudden something happened that shouldn't have happened, right? Maybe they didn't treat a potential end user or a client the right way, or maybe they got in an argument with their coworker. I mean, going to be a world of different things, and a lot of that truly matters. Mm-hmm. How many companies are you working with, Adrian, that have that mindset of um, let's hire what we can't train? Let's, let's really dig into what are the absolute must-have capabilities in order to do this job. Everything else be damned. Let's find the people that have the most base skill set in order to be competent in this job. And then let's dig in and find the best person who has the most potential. How many companies out there have that mindset? Not, not as many as I would think. Um, some individuals, some companies that I've worked with, talked to, you know, I need someone that has these exact skills, this will work, right? Um, but I think it's changing a little bit. I truly do. I mean, and it's not just from us asking them the questions, right? I mean, what are you doing to keep your employees? I mean, what are you doing to, uh, what keeps the individuals that are working for you there? for a long time to where they're not another recruiter, they're not seeing another opportunity, what's putting their blinders on, so they're gonna keep going with you, right? Um, I, I just think it's, it's, it's starting to change because we're, you know, they're asking questions of us as a recruiting company because they know, they understand that this is our expertise. They understand that what we do is consistently talk to individuals, have conversations, get to know them, and asking, you know, what do they want to see in the future within a company, right? But I always ask the client in the sense of, do you ask that question? You ask that question to the individuals you're interviewing. If I do hire you, what's going to keep you here, right? I mean, that's a question I think it's being missed a little bit because, yes, um, just as much as the client is interviewing a candidate, 
the candidate's interviewing you just as much, especially in the energy management building automation space, because there's, it's not a huge market, right? Everyone knows each other. It's, it's, it's a niche space that's actively growing, but it's, it's definitely a two-way street as far as who's being interviewed. So how can a company, if a company's not already going in with that mindset that the, the candidate is interviewing us as much as we're interviewing the candidate, what can a company do to start to shift that mindset? What are some of the first steps they can take? Good question on that one. Um, I would say ask more questions, right? Ask more questions about them. You know, why are you talking with me? And where do you want to go? Tell me a little bit something about your family. What's big to you? What do you do for fun, right? But you need to also be open with them. Tell them who you are, what drives you, what you like to do for fun. Because if you can build that relationship just outside of the business, right? Build a personal relationship to where you can turn it into a family because that's what it's all about, right? I mean, the people in your business is what's going to grow your business. Yes, you're going to have a great product. Yes, you're going to have a great story. But the people's what's going to drive. Right, they're the ones that are your brand. They're the ones that are going to make you break you, and that's in my opinion. But I think if that mindset can be built, I mean, if that can be built a little bit more, not only are you going to attract the right people, they're going to stay. And what does that mean? They're going to tell more people about you, right? Where it's going to also attract the right people. Mm-hmm. I think you need to convey that message to the candidates too, because it's. Um I can't tell you how many times I've interviewed a candidate and we'll have a pretty good dialogue, but we'll, we'll, I'll be the one primarily asking the questions and we'll converse back and forth and they'll have some uh, questions regarding the question I asked, but you know, getting towards the middle stages of the interview, I'll try and transition to getting them to ask me questions. And I can't tell you how frustrating it is when I ask a candidate if they have any questions and they say, nah, I'm good. Or what's the compensation or tell me about a typical day, which is a fine question. But if that's the only question they have, then uh, I don't know how much information they're going to get. So how are you coaching candidates to go in with the mindset that they need to interview the customer as well. They need to interview the company as well to ensure that it is a place where they're able to do great work because the candidate is just as responsible for figuring out if they can do great work for a company as the company is for finding that information out to. Outstanding point. Outstanding point. And the way I do it, when I'm talking to a candidate, Um, When I'm interviewing or having a conversation with someone, I want to get to know about them, right? I want to know what drives them, what motivates them, why they want to make a change, and where they're looking to go, and what what matters to them, right? And so if I'm scheduling an interview between the candidate and a client, I'm making sure they're asking those questions. Of course, I'm going to give them insight on that, right? From what I know, I'm going to give them insight, but hey, if this is important to you in the sense of, you know, if you're the owner, Travis, 
where do you see the company going in the next five years? I mean, where do you see this? And I, that's important because it's not just me, a third party, saying that to them, right? But it's coming directly. And that's, again, it's building a relationship. You're understanding where that individual is going to take it. Um, but I, I really think that's key in culture. Tell me what, tell me what life's like within, within the company. Tell me, what some, tell me what your management style is like. Don't, don't be afraid to ask those challenging questions, right? I mean, don't be afraid. I mean, you better believe, I do, and hiring authorities, when they call you references, what is it like to work with this individual? Would you hire them if you had your own company? Tell me something negative that, that you think this individual can improve in the future. It, don't be afraid to ask them that question. I mean, in my first 12 months, what are some of the things that I can accomplish that's going to make you say you made a great decision hiring? Or in your opinion, what are some of the hurdles I might have to overcome in a short time? But those are questions that I believe that are definitely different, right? But I think um, from that other person's perspective, I'm referring to the hiring authority, a lot of times they're going to be like, wow, I was challenged. You know, I, that's different. Uh, okay. I'm listening. I'm engaged, right? And not just simple yes, no. That makes sense, right? <laughs> Elaborate a little bit more. Don't be afraid to ask the right question. So I really try to help them gauge that. It's definitely different for some people, but I think the ultimate thing, they get to know who they're potentially working for, right? It's not just, you know, finding a role. I mean, we're helping people for the long run. We want to make sure that where you're going, it's a career move for you. So I, we want them to make sure they're asking the right question because for some reason, if they're not hearing what they want, just like an individual client might be interviewing more than one person and they might ask a candidate a certain question, if something's not there, they may not be for You better believe the candidates are doing that too. If they're asking the client a certain question and they hear something that doesn't intrigue them, there's a chance they might walk away before, but they need to instead of wasting everyone's time where they're hiring people and a few months go down the line and it's just not working out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Isn't it better to uncover those that it's not the right fit before the job even starts rather than six months, a year, year and a half down the road and you got to start it all over again? I agree. Uh, I definitely completely agree. But, so it's that relationship, getting to know each other is so important. Mm -hmm. And so much of it comes back, goes back to what you said back at the beginning. How you think you've been successful is your ability to listen. And it's a really, really difficult skill, Adrian. So um, I, got, I guess I got a couple of questions about listening. Um, and maybe there, it's kind of the same question. It's, is that something, your ability to be such a good listener, is that a skill you've always had? Or is it something that you've honed and developed? And then my follow-up question to that is, if somebody knows that that's not one of their skills, the ability to listen, is that something they can develop? And how can they develop it? Good questions. Um... I guess, personally, it, it was definitely something I could know, right? It wasn't something that was a part of me. I mean, I, I've been in sales for a good bit of time. 
Um, my background is more direct sales, right? Calling a C-level executive, building relation, or building a relationship, and trying to drive a product right then and there, right? Um, and that's one thing I, I really have learned here is being able to listen, right? Instead of saying, "Here's what you want. This is why it should work," and <laughs> If you actually can listen to an individual, why they want something, why they don't want something, or why they want something to change, or where they want to go, I mean, now think about when it's time for you to speak, right? Not only are you listening, they feel more comfortable with you, right? Because you're listening, you're not trying to just drive something at them, but B, they just filled you with information, right? They filled you with why they want this, why they want this, and A, just like you said, um, if it's not going to work, we can say it right there so we're not wasting each other's time. But, but the other point is, I know what to share with you. I know what's important, right? I know what you're looking for and what matters. And it, does everyone have that trait? No. Um, but it, do I think it can be developed? Most definitely. I, I truly do. I, I think it's just stepping back a bit, right? I mean, everyone in the sales side of things, at least, we're there for a reason, right? You're there to push a product, service, whatever it is, but take a step back from that for a little bit. I mean, of course, if you can build that relationship and create a conversation and then go in, you you know how to do it, and they're, they're going to listen a lot more compared to emails that you may get, phone calls, selling your new insurance or whatever that can be coming out of your way. I mean, it's, I think it definitely can be built on itself. Yeah. So, so switching, I like the way you're switching gears here a little bit. And, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit about, um, <laughs> about bad salespeople. Uh, cause, <laughs> cause you're one of the, you're one of the great ones. Um, you know, I wish more salespeople had your mindset because believe it or not, almost every product on the planet is valuable to someone. I think so many salespeople have the mindset that my product is valuable for everyone. And they just go in and they just goddamn steamroll their prospect into saying, this is my product. You need it. Without my product, your life will be worse. But you don't do that. You go in with why. You go in with your listening, and you really try and uncover the pro the problem. Because you know, being being a recruiter, your your product is your ability to find people to help them uh, achieve their goal, achieve their vision. And if you just go in and ram a candidate down their throat, or You've got an opening. I can I can help you fill. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I think the candidates that you might be presenting to your customers, they might not. The person might not be valuable for them right now. They, your ability to find candidates might not be valuable to them right now. But you go in, listening, trying to uncover if they have a need for the value you can provide. How do you go about doing that? Uh -huh. Good, good question. Um, <laughs> now, first part, 
this may be where the sales bloodline comes from a little bit. Yes, do I think there can potentially be a win in every opportunity, some way or shape or form? I, I do. Maybe that's just my sales bloodline, but you have to know what. You have to know how. You just can't go at it. And just what you said, you have to go in and listen, build a relationship, because maybe they may have a need, but maybe it's not now. But at least you understand who they are, what drives them, but guess what? They're getting to know you too, right? Um, and, and then maybe in the future, when something turned around or any, anything of that sort, they might reach back out to you. Or if you're you know, checking back in with them, you never know what can be there. Right, and so I think that's why I say that as far as relationship building. But the biggest word on that is trust. I think that's what it is. It's it's really building trust, and I think it's it's a huge differentiator, right? And not just in the recruiting side of things. I, I think in any industry. I mean, if why you know end users, someone using your product, using your service. Why do they stay with you? I mean, if someone's coming in with a lower price or because you've built that relationship and trust and it's, you can't put a dollar figure on that, right? I mean, it, it's tough for someone to go and build that. Right? Mm -hmm. So what can a company do, Adrian, to uncover whether or not a recruiter or a search firm is has the ability to be that trustworthy partner? Good question. Um, I, think the, I think the first thing is, you know, have a conversation with a potential recruiter or search firm, right? I mean, there's some firms that won't use a recruiter. Not sure why, whatever reason, some companies love them, won't use them, don't know why. But I think the first step is, have a conversation with someone, right? Understand who they are, but understand what they've done, and don't be afraid to share with them what you're trying to do, right? Don't be afraid of that, because if you have a valued asset, a valued recruiter who's actually a partner with you, out there sharing your story, and they're in your industry, you gotta realize that's all you do is talk to people. They're gonna, if you tell them what the type of person you want, more than likely, if they're listening, right, if they're building the relationship with you, more than likely, they should be able to help you attract the right person that's going to build the empire with you together, right? And it's not just for you, but it's also for the candidate. It's both sides. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so let's shift gears here a little bit, Adrian. So you're, you've been incredibly successful uh, finding and engaging with top talent in energy management, building automation, HVAC. Tell me about the current state of, of your industry. How is it dealing with, with the current crisis and what does its future look like? Good question on that. Now, my role, energy management, building automation, right? We're all about going more green, right? Reducing the energy output, right? We're about ease of use, being able to control multiple buildings from you sitting down through the internet of things, right? Through the cloud, right? Um, but this current state, I mean, it, it's hurt 
everyone in a multitude of different ways. And I mean, I, I have some clients that prior to this were all about, you know, being able to manage a motor, reducing the speed, right? So um, you're reducing energy costs. But now with COVID appearing, we have companies like, wait a minute, we need to re increase the speed. So we're having more airflow. We're filtering the filtering the air a little bit, talking indoor air quality, IAQ, finding ways to, depending on how many people may be within a facility, just to reduce any type of airborne bacteria out there. And so, um, I mean, we're 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 here, right? We're we're in this space, and I mean, this is something that, I, you know, we're doing what we can just to continue to benefit the world, trying to do what we can to, you know, reduce the various pollutants as easy or as quick as possible just so, so we can live better. <laughs> so what do you, what does that mean for candidates out there? What can they expect the, the job market in energy management to look like over the next, next couple of months, the rest of the year, the next six months, and the next year or two down the road? We're definitely excelling, right? I mean, we're, we're all around innovation. We're all around finding new and improved products to reduce a school's output, right? To reduce the healthcare market, to reduce any of the major manufacturing, you know, pains that there are. And I say pains and cost, energy cost. I mean, if there's something that can be developed that, um, that's, you know, to where they're not spending as much money and they have more control over it, I mean, it's there. And I mean, that's, that's where we're continuing to go and we're talking AI, artificial intelligence, right? There's a number of firms that are going more into that realm, just making it easier for you, the homeowners, the building owners, everyone, your children, just making it easier to use. Mm -hmm. It's definitely... Um, it's there. One of the reasons I'm in this space, I, why I enjoy it is because we, we're providing value. I mean, we're doing something to help people, reducing the carbon, right? To reducing, um, helping people to put more money in their pockets. And, and we're just changing the world one step at a time. That's one of the reasons I enjoy it, why... Uh, a lot of individuals coming out of school are starting to look for it. I mean, there's more colleges that are starting to provide degrees. I mean, there's more certificates starting to come out. We have various schools providing certain training on this that's starting to come out more than ever, and that, that's outstanding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if somebody's just thinking about getting started into the, into the industry or to our uh, Massive audience of, uh, of of high school children that that love listening to hired the podcast. <laughs> um, if they're considering considering a career, their career, their next step, why should they consider getting into energy management? Well, I, I think the first thing I would say, I mean, and again. Having the knowing that you're a part of an industry that's making the world ultimately better, right? I think that's the big thing for me. Knowing that you're actually 
not just doing something to make a buck or, you know, I mean, you're actually doing something to help people. That's the biggest reason. And this is an industry that's massively growing. I mean, the demand for it is there. It's a demand that's never going to go away because everyone's trying to increase their energy, but reduce, I mean, improve their output, but reduce what's coming out of the pocket, right? And so manufacturers are consistently updating various products, HVAC equipment, hydronic equipment, indoor air quality. I mean, everything is consistently improving and it's just a world that's going to continue to thrive. Mm-hmm. So you've been at Miller Resource Group for almost six years now, right? That's correct. So tell me a little bit about that. What's, uh, what's kept you with, with Miller Resource Group and, and made you so, and, and been so successful there for so long? Good question. And <laughs> I hate to repeat myself, but this kind of goes to what I said. And I felt this when I was there and I continue to feel it. This is why I'm still here. They, they've understood me. Right? They've listened to me. They've asked me questions. They actually care about my family and I. Right? They want to know who I am, where I'm at, and wanting to make sure that I have all the tools that I need to help me excel and improve. And I mean, that's huge. But the other thing is collaboration. I mean, we collaborate internally so heavily. Um, it's unbelievable. I mean. We're there when someone falls. I mean, we're there to pick someone up further than they already are, right? I mean, we work together, and I've used this word already. I mean, we're family. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, we've created that, and 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 the way that we all try to drive who we are to potential clients and candidates. It's one of the reasons we're growing because they see the way we are, and they want to. And they see, you know, the relationships that we put together, referring to client candidate and, and, you know, and companies, individuals are continuing to come back to us. We truly care about what we do. And that's one of the reasons I'm here. I'll always be here. And I mean, it's, I absolutely love it. I love what, I love your talk about collaboration. Any advice for companies out there struggling with the ability to collaborate with so many people still working from home? Uh, good question. It's definitely difficult right, for all of us. I mean, it's, I mean, everyone's using Zoom, Skype videos, something no one's really ever, hasn't really been into in this type of situation, but you got to talk, right? Have that conversation. I mean, what we did at Miller Research Group, um, you know, we went to go meet, you know, outside. We went to, hey, how's everything been? I mean, where are you at? How's everything at home? I mean, that's different. Do that, right? Reach out. Um, you know, at the end of the day, maybe if there's a cocktail hour, have some some type of continued collaboration there. And I mean, definitely got to come up with different things. Maybe certain awards, you know, bring up some type of appreciation for your team. Um, I mean, we're all going through it, not just the CEO or the C-level executives, all the way down to the, you know, the lowest person that's in the company. I mean, we're all going through it, but we all got to be together. And then 
everyone within your company knows that. I mean, they, it, it just feels that you're, I want to say the word wanted, but you're just a part of it, right? It feels that everything's together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right, Adrian, uh, anything you've been reading, watching, consuming, or anyone you've been following that's been uh, really influencing you lately? Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm one that, you know, listening to various motivation, you know, quotes or various motivation podcasts, I mean, well, I apologize, you might hear some landscapers right out of my window, but they're outside as we speak, but, uh, I'm just all about doing what you can before, right? I mean, and, and none of us are, not many of us are in a situation we want to be in right now, okay? But it, it's just figuring out where we are and figuring out what we can do to adapt and to do what we can before, right? Um, so I've been really just focused on various, you know, podcasts or, you know, things of that sort, just keeping your mind moving forward, just, you know, taking with what you have, understanding it, not walking away from it because that, all that's going to do is set you back, but just figuring out what to do to continue to set back. So it's kind of where my mind at a little bit on that side of it. That's a great place to have your mind right now. Well, Adrian, thanks so much for taking some time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. A lot of, lot of wisdom in what you're saying. Um, and I hope I did a, did a good job of listening because I, I think there is a lot of good things that, that I learned from talking to you. So really appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much for having me on, Travis. It's been my, my pleasure, Adrian. Keep on keeping on. You're doing fantastic. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too.